0: Life is going to hit you in all types of ways. You know, some good things, some bad things. When those good things come, enjoy them. Remember those feelings and those moments because they're special. And when those bad things come, take them face on. Learn how to handle adversity. Learn how to overcome. Work together as a team. Work together if you need by yourself. But no matter what, when adversity hits, you got to face it, face on. Because at the end of the day, that's going to show your character and who you truly are. And when you overcome that obstacle, you'll realize in life, you'll be able to handle anything that's thrown your way.
1: Such wise words from our friend, Eric Legrand. If you don't know Eric, you can visit his site at teamlegrand.org. Eric is such an incredible inspiration and such a beacon of hope and positive thinking. He is just an amazing human that I can't say enough good things about. He was paralyzed playing football and what he's done since that, how he's chosen to live, is absolutely motivating and it just makes me more passionate to be alive. And I hope you feel the same way after listening to this and learning a little bit more about Eric.
0: Hi, I'm Eric LeGrand and we're whisking with Jackie James.
1: Welcome back to Whiskey with Jackie James. And today we're drinking some Proper 12, which in a sec, you'll hear why. I have a really awkward question to start off with because again, I wanna start off with my own mistakes. So other people, made me feel more comfortable, or if they have the same question. Mm-hmm. Um, when we were texting about this interview, obviously I'm a huge whiskey fan, and I asked you if you drank whiskey, and you replied with, um, not so much, and you know, I felt very, that I was response like, oh, well, enter Jackie, <laughs> right? <sighs> so I have to be really honest with you, the next morning, I was like, was that, Tone deaf, was that insensitive? Should I have asked first if you can drink alcohol? And I Googled it and I saw there were some studies that some people some people couldn't drink alcohol because it affects the spinal cord. Um, I drink so that was I good. Must,
0: I'm gonna cut you off. I drink tequila. <laughs> <laughs> that's
1: why you don't feel better
0: i drink tequila that's why
1: okay we're gonna enter we're gonna get you into whiskey then (laughs) and i had to do a shout out because when i was thinking of all these ways we have stuff in common we originally met through ballers right then fox sports well then i wasn't into whiskey yet Mm -hmm. when i like entered that world (laughs) Mm -hmm. then a guy named brian axelrod delivered me
0: (laughs) proper whiskey (laughs) i gotta try that actually (laughs)
1: I heard it's good. Oh, okay, Axe. I know. <laughs> I know, I, know, I, gotta, I on Brian about
0: that. good dude.
1: Eric's also helped us level up with a show on Fox Sports called Mission Possible. And in one episode, he is learning from a five-year-old golfer who was born with one arm, but does not let that deter him from being an amazing golfer. And while watching this video again, I have another uncomfortable question for Eric. When I was looking at your video with your golfer friend, Um, his dad was being interviewed. And I've been paying a lot of attention to the verbiage on this with what's going on with Black Lives Matter, because I've been sharing with people, the point is not to say, well, I see Black people the same as I see us, we're all the same. From what I've read and learned, it's no, it's that I see the difference in color, but I honor you and I respect you and I'm here to protect you and love you. Um, But I'm not going to just pretend like you're like me or like a white person or an Asian person. But when I was watching that video, I saw the dad's the dad saying about his son that his goal was for the other kids to see him just like everybody else. Mm-hmm. And I'm curious, with my mind, I was relating that to race and ethnicity and physical ability. And I was curious what your thoughts were on that. If you would personally prefer for people to see you not disabled and just like everyone else or see your disability and honor it and say, you know, think about things a little bit more. That's why I, I would
0: like to see, that people see it, honor, uh, honor. you know, like, look okay, at him like, wow, look what he's going to do, then educate themselves on it. Because obviously, I, I, when I come into a room, I look different coming into a room than when you come into a room, you come walking in, I come rolling in. So I just take the people who take the time to educate themselves on actual injury, ask questions. A lot of times people are afraid to ask questions because you don't know how to approach somebody. Was it something that's in a wheelchair? And I actually came across that after my injury. I'm like, how do I ask somebody else how they got hurt or were they born like that? Like, how do you handle that situation? And the best thing I learned was just to be upfront, be nice, be genuine, and say, hey, did you have an injury? Or hey, were you born in, you know, in that wheelchair? Like, how did you end up in it? Like, I would like to know more information about you. You know, when you come off like that genuine and respectable, you never know where a conversation may lead you. Now, if you come off, you know, like just being like, hey, how'd you get in that wheelchair? Like, you know, that's obviously disrespectful. You come off genuine, compassionate, and actually understanding. And I think that's what we need to do for many more uh, obstacles that we're trying to overcome in this world today, being genuine, uh, understanding and compassionate.
1: That's why it's important too, that I tell people my mistakes constantly. So it's not such a big deal or we don't have to hide behind this. I was wrong, like people grow, hopefully.
0: Yeah, and the world that we live in today, it's a lot easier. So during the Civil Rights Movement, there was no social media. So people ask, how can I help? Yeah, help by coming marching with us. I if you come to march, you come to protest with us, you make your voices heard. Now, fast forward to 2020, you march, you'll hear your voices heard, but you also can use social media. You can Google, you can Google how you can make the impact, how you can make change different businesses and corporations that are trying to do that now. We have those resources, which are huge. It just takes, like you said, the 10 minutes to actually digging, and instead of just saying, like, all right, what am I supposed to do? Like, I do appreciate that. When somebody just said, like, all right, what I, want to, I want to help, okay? Well, you can use Google. We can type in Black Lives Matter. You can just type in Black-owned businesses, Black movements, whatever it is that you want to help with the resources are right there in front of us with Google, or just even going on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, you can find so much now on the internet.
1: Personally, you, your team, your friends have really helped me to evolve into a better person, a more educated person. And I think part of this whole doing this podcast is actually pretty selfish on my part, because it's giving me more resources to learn and share. You obviously inspire everyone. I hear that from everyone. Oh, he's so inspiring. He's so inspiring. Yes. Originally I'd written down, like, where do you get your inspiration? But I also know you look at people that have it worse than you. And you think if I don't, I have all these great things and, you know, there's homeless people out there. There's people that are totally alone and it's such a mentality thing. And, you know, Growing up, I did missions trips, and I remember meeting kids and people that had nothing. I mean, literally one of my jobs was to dig a toilet. (laughs) And these were some of the most grateful, happy people ever. And as I grew up through school, I found myself missing those times and realizing we can have the best of everything, all the material things, all the be famous or the connections, whatever, and be absolutely miserable. And you know, when Anthony Bourdain and Kate Spade took their lives, I, that hit me hard because that was very telling. I didn't know either of them personally, but talk about the image of having everything made, but being so sad on the inside. Do you ever feel like, okay, well, I'm frustrated today, but yes, I, I mean, I guess if you're that disciplined to spend the next five, 10 minutes thinking about people that have it worse or how grateful or how lucky you are.
0: I will say I am very I am very disciplined for sure, but um, you, you have those moments, but I also realize... I do have a purpose, and then I have so many things going on that I try to, I'm like, I'm all right, you know what, I'm not going to dwell on this right now. Let me focus on, on this project with my foundation. Let me focus on this project with my speaking. Let me focus on this business. I need to get some stuff done. And that's how I kind of get out of those moments, too. Like, I like to be on the move. So I love working on projects where I can, you know, have something, you know, I can like work and I'm not sitting around bored all the time. I have stuff to work on, stuff to look forward to, stuff to do. Having that mentality of mentality though to get there though, that's what people need to find. Because in the beginning, not everything was there. I didn't have all the opportunities, but yeah, your attitude is what made those opportunities. People wanted to be around you. People wanted to help you. So it all starts with the mentality of their minds at first.
1: It's contagious too, like one thing I'm really grateful for through this pandemic is the people I've surrounded myself with. I've seen a lot of people that are kind of in a bubble or selfish or choose to stay that way, but then I've connected or reconnected with people I haven't talked to in years that it's, it's amazing how much we can value human kindness or confidence or discipline or things that we're striving for. It's
0: different. It's different, it's just the way that we train ourselves what we're accustomed to, that habits and the routine, that's where trained, trained behavior becomes instinct. Trained behavior becomes instinct. If you yeah. just speak, if you do it over and over and over again, it becomes your habit, your instinct, and this is how your life is. And as a football player, you know, as an athlete, it's always weight room sessions, practice, doing drills on your own, you know, also life You're in college, managing, going to school, Basically, you know, with also meeting up with tutors and study hall hours stuff, like it's just a routine that you have to do it over and over and over. And then you take that into the real world, and then you come, you're already disciplined because you're so used to a routine anyway. Yes, things may, but your routine may not be meeting with tutors and study hall hours anymore, but it's working on this project, being able to balance a family, being able to do this, do that, you know, work on this, coming home after a nine to five job and then work on your side hustle because it's just something that you're used to. That's why for people that don't have that, I try to tell them, do things that they don't want to do. Like if you know, like some people hate getting up and making their bed, try doing that five days or just get up, make up your bed for in five days in a row. Get up, just doing things, something that you don't want to do, do it for five, challenge yourself, do it for five days, do it for seven days. And then you'll see it's just something that just, all right, I gotta get up, I gotta do this. I gotta get up, I gotta do this. And when you don't do it, it's kind of like, hmm. I don't know how I feel about not doing that. Like this is something I have
1: to do. There's a quote, and I'm gonna butcher it, but there's a quote that says, like, I don't run away from my demons. I learned their names. And that is how I feel lately, is I am very much an imperfect human being, but instead of pretending like I'm not, I'm doing the opposite. I'm doing this podcast and literally admitting all my mistakes, so that other people can learn from my mistakes too. But one thing that I've learned, and I'm not saying this is a mistake, but something that I don't love about myself, but I've learned about me, is that I am very recognition oriented. I like getting a pat on the back. I like getting that at a girl. And when I I lost my dad five years ago, and he was the person that would do that for me. But okay, take the making of bed example no one's seeing my made bed that's so pretty (laughs) and it's easy to be like well during this pandemic or gaining weight during the pandemic and eating whatever I want that's I mean I threw my scale away a while ago but I'm sure I have gained weight oh yeah I feel like I've gotten mentally weaker um where I make more excuses or justify it and maybe because I'm not seeing people it's kind of like ah I can eat this whole pizza and then before we go back out in public, I'll lose the weight. And I, but I don't stop to think, why am I defining my value based on my weight or if I had an extra pizza?
0: <laughs> I, this is, for you, this is why, you have to hold yourself accountable for the things that you want to do. Don't care about what what like, but I look like when I'm 200 pounds off, I'm 140 pounds. You have to hold yourself accountable. Who cares what everyone else is or what they're gonna say about this? this is what I want to do to better myself. I want to eat healthier. I want to, I want to go on a run today. I want to work out. Yeah, some days I don't feel like it, this is a mess, but that's the whole thing Is getting started. Once you get started and you get through it, and then you're sitting there like, you talk about you like a rewarding pat on the back. When you finish something that you don't want to do, that's all the reward you need right there. It's like, wow, I am done. I am done, like me, for, me, for example. I'm trying to learn another language just to keep my mind stimulated. I've been learning Spanish for the past. Spanish. I'm been trying to learn Spanish for the past year and a half. And I get up in days. I've been doing Duolingo, and some days I'm like, damn, I do not feel like doing this lesson on Duolingo. But I haven't missed a day in over 500 days. But when I was in the hospital for a little bit, still had to get my Duolingo lesson. in. so it's just holding myself accountable, so I can, you know, it's not coming easy to me because I don't. I'm not around a lot of people that speak Spanish, let's just say that.
1: Dime algo en español.
0: Tu hables español? Un
1: poco. Cuando tienen quince años, vive en Costa Rica por el verano. Do you have any idea what that meant? Oh my God, you sound like,
0: yeah, it's funny, by my tutor would tell you, you sound like a Greek guy. <laughs> So you in. So you yeah. So you said when you.
1: The more whiskey you drink, the better I get at Spanish. By the way, or. At it's least. not
0: like you said. It's not like you lived in in Costa Rica for, uh, for a year in the summer.
1: Yep, actually three summers, but I couldn't remember all that. i was just taking like
0: you just said. this, like you, you vive in Costa Rica por años en el verano. So I listen to a lot of Bad Bunny, where I can sing. Starting to learn a lot of his songs. Nicky Jam, Osuna.
1: I have a question for you on trust. Especially during the pandemic being so isolated, it's been easier and easier for me to be really self-contained and self-dependent. Now, obviously, you have to trust people. You have to trust people to do things for you. I've had to learn it.
0: I've had to learn it. In the beginning, I didn't trust anybody. All I would like when the beginning, when I first got hurt, I didn't want my nurses doing stuff to aids. I just wanted my mom or my family to do something. But, you know, I started to actually have deeper conversations with the people that I needed the help from, the nurses, the aides, my friends. As I started to actually get to know them, where they're from, their story, their background, maybe put my guard down a little bit and realize, okay, this person's coming in with a, with a good heart or this person, I don't know about that one. You know what I mean? It was able to allow me to judge them a little bit, you know better and see okay i want this person that I need more in my life for no i don't think someone's going to work out and i think that's how i've been through so many different aids and nurses that i figured out the good ones and i figured out the bad ones or the people i can trust the people i won't trust someone i can tell my whole life about it and i won't have to worry about it getting out of here especially now know, stuff like that i've had nurses steal from me i mean I'm not AIDS steal from me i've had them um, that were addicted to drugs. That I found that I was trying out, and had to run out of my house and leave me right in the middle of the shower to go get a fix. Yeah, I've, that's I've seen the good, the bad, and the ugly. So right, you learn the people that you can trust and the people that you can't. But the, the first thing is, I would say, having deeper conversations with them to actually get to know the person a little bit more. If you think that they're gonna to bring something to your life, get to know them a little bit more. Especially in my situations. Because I physically can't do things for myself. there's But there's you're always your go-to people that you have, you know? Let's just, let's call it spade to spade. You have more independence than I have, so I need a lot more help than you would need help, so you probably have a lot less people than I would because you need a lot less people to actually do things to help you. me. I need a lot of people to help me to do certain things, so you gotta put yourself out there sometimes. You get burned, but I'm, most of the time, you know, you'll find the ones that you can really you rely on. And it's just life. We learn from the our lessons that are put in front of us. You know, like I said, sometimes you burn, you're like the But then you'll know next time not to make that mistake and not to not to go back to that person. Or if you can so see another person comes into your life and it starts having those same qualities and actions. You're like, uh uh-uh. uh, uh-uh, been down that road before, not going there again. So you do have to put yourself out there a little bit. You do. You got to make yourself more. There's nothing about, wrong about being vulnerable, and I know, believe me, I know that. I've had those when you got nurses that, like I said, getting you dressed and getting you washed up, and the one you gotta learn, or in the beginning it's just like, oh, you gotta get used to that kind of stuff, and you, you, know, you become very vulnerable, but then you also realize, you know what? It's all right, I could trust that person.
1: So many great life lessons from Eric LeGrand. So I'm gonna save my whiskey question for when we get Eric to start drinking whiskey. <clears throat> Adios, tequila. Thank you so much again, Eric, for joining us and sharing all of your pearls of wisdom. Cheers.
0: No para mí.